Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's edition of Objective Health. I'm your host, Elliot, and join with me in the virtual studio, we have Doug, Erica, and Tiff. Hello. We also have Damien Hello. in the background. And so in today's show, we're going to be talking about something very interesting, uh, a study which came out over the past two weeks. I can't remember exactly which date did it come out on. February ah, so it was published, published 25th February of this year. And, um, and this study is titled Intracellular Reverse Transcription of Pfizer-BioNTech COVID mRNA Vaccine in Vitro in Human Liver Cell Line. In other words, this study was published indicating or demonstrating that the mRNA from the vaccine was incorporated into DNA within human, human cells, so liver cells. So uh, yeah, recent study that just came out, pretty groundbreaking, I think, in many respects. However, not very surprising, considering the fact that we've been talking about this kind of thing for you know at least however long they've been planning these mRNA vaccines. Turns out that there have been many a researcher, scientist, health professional who have knowledge of genetics, who've warned against this exact thing. Uh, this is possibly the worst case scenario, really, that anyone could have anticipated um, because this was something which, uh, which wasn't studied since we the, the, the mRNA vaccines from the get-go, really, um, some people have described them as gene editing technology. They were previously used um, as gene therapy. And so using an mRNA-based vaccine um, for a viral infection is, is quite bizarre. And there have been many people who've criticized that over the past, since ever, how, however long the, the rollout has been, what, December 2020. And um, and whilst we know that there's been lots of different side effects, and we've um, we've covered these on numerous occasions on this show, we've spoken about the side effects that have been caused uh, among all different age groups, all demographics, uh, much higher than any other known vaccine. Uh, the question is how how is it accomplishing this feat of causing massive amounts of side effects in so many different people, and it's entirely possible that. Um, that this may help to explain that. So this particular study, um, this was done in uh, in vitro, meaning that it wasn't performed in human subjects. It was performed in a petri dish, essentially, and it was a certain type of, of liver cell that they were experimenting with. And what they essentially found was that within six hours, within six hours, uh, the mRNA had changed the DNA within the human liver cell. Now, to give some context, that is something that the health authorities have told us was never going to happen. They came out time and time again because people have warned about this, right? And each time we've had the fact checkers who've come out and who've said, no, this is misinformation. This cannot happen. There's no evidence that this can happen. And therefore, it won't happen, which is complete wishful thinking. I mean, it's bizarre that anyone could even believe that. 
But ultimately, they, you know, they tried to convince everyone that this was not possible. And yet, what does this study show? Was the first of its kind to suggest that it is indeed possible. And so you have individuals, I'm pretty sure Luc Montagnier was one of those, um, some other well-known figures in, in this in this kind of alternative health field who won against this. And um and yeah, ultimately this this study very much helps to provide evidence for the fact that this is possible. Now, there have been some people who've come out to criticize it. And they've said that basically uh, because it's done in an in vitro uh, study, it's not done in human subjects. It probably means or, or, or it's not evidence for being incorporated into human DNA. However, um, if it's done in vitro, the chances are it could also potentially happen in, in human subjects as well. The same cells, right? Liver cells in a petri dish, liver cells in the human body. I mean, this is one of the first things that they would do when testing a drug, right, before a drug goes onto market, for it to be FDA approved, there have to be, first of all, in vitro studies. So this is studies done in Petri dish. Then it moves on to animal studies. Then it moves on to human studies. And that's only when there's no indication of anything like this that occurs in the previous studies. What we did see is that that did not happen with the emergency authorization of the Pfizer vaccine. There was none of this. And in fact, a lot of the data that was, or a lot of the science that was, um, a lot of the experiments that were undertaken were not even published by Pfizer. And it's only by court ruling that they've had to eventually start publishing it very recently. So, so ultimately, um, this should have been done a long time ago. And this is one of the reasons why new novel medications and vaccines can take up to 10 years to be let out and, and deemed safe to be given to the global population. These studies were not performed. Okay. So ultimately it's, it's kind of, it's a, it's a tragedy that we're having to go back. And <laughs> after this has been um, prescribed to hundreds of millions, if not billions of people now, you having to go back and say, well, actually this might end up affecting your DNA. Like that's a, that's a very, bad thing it's a bad position that humanity is in right now this has been a mass experiment but yeah uh that's 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 overall the the basics of of what this study shows anyone have any thoughts on this well i thought it was interesting um chris masterjohn um wrote that big long article and i'm not going to pretend that i understood all of it because it certainly got into some technical topics um about you know genetics and uh, RNA and all that kind of stuff. But he, one thing that he did say is that if this is what's actually happening, that the, um, the RNA from the vaccine is actually getting incorporated into the genome, it would help to explain a previous study that found that there was still spike protein present, or was it that it was mRNA? No, it sorry, was the, MRNA. The, the mRNA was still present after 60 days. And that realistically... Um, Coming from the vaccine, the most you should ex you should be, expect to see it there for 12 to 20 days. So it's kind of three times longer than what it was expected. Um, and he said that if it actually is incorporated into the genome, that actually is a an, an explanation for why they were seeing this, why it is that it seems to be so long-lived. Because, I mean, if it's part of your genome, then it's just going to keep on, you know, expressing that 
forever yeah maybe i don't know yeah yeah in that article uh what's the title of the article I need to get it's it up called in can covid vaccines write the spike protein into the human genome yeah very comprehensive article published on his Substack, and we've we've got it on sort now he went through he did acknowledge that there was some potential well there, there's some there's some uh size of this study the study could have been performed in in some better ways let's say right uh and you know they've made some assumptions for instance one of the assumptions is that it's occurring via process called reverse transcription which again was what stephanie seneff wrote a, a paper about you know in the uh, you know, early on during the, the vaccine rollout was that via this process of reverse transcription, we, we might be able to see that this mRNA is actually uh, encoded into our own genome. Well, the authors of the, of, the, of the study, they essentially said that it was occurring through this process, but he wasn't particularly satisfied with the methods that they performed. However, what he did say is that whatever the case whether it can, whether whether this is genuine and it's incorporated into the genome, or even if this study is not genuine and there is some other mechanism, there has to be an unexplained mechanism to account for the fact that some of these studies are showing that after you know in excess of two months, people have got spike protein floating around in their blood. In excess of two months, they've got mRNA, you know, in in their lymph nodes. It's like based on some rough calculations and again the data is pretty shabby on this but based on some very rough calculations the mrna is ordinarily meant to be degraded very quickly on like very early on within hours, know, half life yeah. is like yeah hours, hours 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 so 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 what is it like 90 i can't remember the exact time frame that he gave but it's within like like 90 percent within like five or ten days and then 99 percent within like 20 days and then after 20 days, it's like 99.99% is meant to be gone. So, so really, you know, at two months, someone should not have significant amounts of this mRNA floating around. It, 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 that should not happen according to the way that the scientists laid out how these vaccines worked. And so, um, and so what it really appears to be is that uh, it, it's entirely possible that this is being incorporated into our genome and then we are expressing that. And we're actually, you know, possibly going to be um, making spike protein as part of a normal uh, gene expression and, and production of protein as we make any other kind of protein. Now, if we factor, factor in some, some uh, you know, data which shows that the spike protein is inherently toxic, it's massively inflammatory, uh, it's detected by the human body as a foreign entity, but there's also the possibility that um, someone, if they generate this spike protein long term you could have some other kind of encounter with some different kind of viral infection that has a similar spike protein some other variation of a coronavirus that has a similar spike protein and actually there's a chance that either there's an excessive immune response or perhaps no no immune response at all right so what this i mean there's so many potential things that could go wrong in this situation master john speculates that um even if the DNA is is not incorporated via the process in which they say it does. So reverse transcription. It's entirely possible that it could still be um, incorporated into the the germinal cell line and and be passed down onto offspring. So this could be now something that is permanently part of the human genome. 
and that actually you know through uh, reproduction we're going to be passing this down onto our children and then onto their grandchildren and so on and so on and so on now we have absolutely no idea what effects that can have you know on the human species like yeah we're highly adaptive and it's it's frankly it's a miracle that human beings have managed to survive this long with all the crap that we have to deal with mm. but quite frankly um this is kind of very much uncharted territory and it's really quite concerning yeah definitely yeah i mean i guess overall what chris master john seemed to be saying was that the study is far from perfect uh he had some some issues with it but it seemed to be that his his kind of um conclusion from it uh was that it shows that it's possible that this is what's going on that it's you know it's not it's it's certainly not a smoking gun or anything like that but um it does help to explain some things as we were just saying and also um yeah, it just kind of shows that that there is a mechanism there that it can happen. You know, some people, I think the, um, at least some of the the experts in the field were saying that it couldn't happen when people were expressing concern about this uh, when the, the vaccines first came out. They were saying it couldn't happen because, now I don't know the terminology or anything like that, but basically like when a, a virus... Uh, a virus RNA is, is actually incorporated into the DNA, it's because it has an enzyme present that makes that happen. And they were saying because the vaccine doesn't have this enzyme, it can't happen. But they seem to be forgetting that there is actually, that enzyme is kind of native to the human cell as well. And that, you know, so so all the parts are there. And just because, you know, it, it they aren't kind of um, purposely putting those um, parts into action, I don't know if I've explained this very well, but basically like there is a mechanism that it could happen, even though the experts at the time were saying that there wasn't, I guess that's what I was trying to say. Yeah. And even if there was even the slightest possibility that this could happen, I mean, really <laughs> the, the vaccine, the vaccine uh, rollout should not have occurred. Yeah. Like it yeah. just shouldn't have happened. Like master John says, and this is what, with us and so many others have been saying is it's public health malfeasance to, to have to be scrambling of over mediocre studies after the fact. Yeah. Like after the fact that half the world has been bloody vaccinated with this kind of technology. Yeah. And they haven't even done the studies. This is an independent study. You know, this is like a, a bunch of Swedish guys who just did this. Like it's not uh, the vaccine companies were were perfectly happy to never do this study, but it's safe that makes and effective. Me wonder if they actually did do studies or actually knew about it just from previous experiments, because this whole vaccine rollout has been entirely shady and duplicitous, and so many lies and subterfuge lay, uh, layered into it. I don't really trust anything that they say about this vaccine, but the fact that they didn't do these uh, DNA or mRNA tests, the, the vaccine companies didn't do those tests is very suspicious. Like they wanted to divert your attention, say, don't look here. Oh, there's no information on that. But I think they knew that something like this could happen. They certainly knew that they didn't have the, well, I mean, you're speculating that they did have the data, but um, even the people who maybe didn't know that they had the data, I mean, that's, 
is it worse that they did have the data or that they didn't? Because, you know, going out there and saying, oh, yeah, they're perfectly safe, they're perfectly safe, when they know damn well they haven't done enough studies to actually be able to determine that it's safe, you know? What did they increase it? Uh, you know, usually it takes, what, 10 years to come out with a vaccine, and they did it in a year. It's like they know damn well that they did not have sufficient studies done to be able to say that this is safe, and yet they get well, up. Well, one of their excuses for not taking 10 years to do it is because they've done multiple uh, years of research study on mRNA technologies, and so therefore they applied it to this vaccine, and therefore it's safe. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't think so. Which doesn't hold water at all. No. Yeah. Yeah, and of course you've got you've got some of the I guess pro vaccine um pundits who have come out and and tried to fact check check the study and say, "Oh, well, no, this is this is this is done in vitro. This is not in vivo. This uh this this doesn't mean anything. It's 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 impossible." It's like they're, they're, they're so in denial. And I wonder whether it's because they've had the vaccine and they can't yet come to, you know, like allow themselves to grok the possibility that they might have injected themselves with something that is going to cause like serious permanent harm, not only to them, but to their offspring as well. I mean, like, it's not funny, but I mean, it's the situation where you've got to laugh or you'll cry, you know, it's, it's a pretty terrible situation to be in. I think that for someone to consider that as a possibility, emotionally, that's going to be very hard, especially if you've been invested long term in the technology or the, the concept behind these vaccines. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, we see already there's the fact checkers going on, but uh, eventually we're going to see some human studies come out on this because this has been picked up massive, uh, you know, uh, by a lot of people on social media, there's bound to be some scientists who are interested in this. And it's, it, it can't be very difficult to do. You know, it can't be very difficult to reproduce these, um, these, uh, these, these results. Or if there's some way, and I'm not sure of the, the science, scientific kind of methodology that would be involved here, but to look at actually, to look at people who've already had the vaccine, to look at their DNA, to look at their genome, to see if it's being expressed still. Two year, you know, a year after they've been having the vaccine, like that again would be something which I, I would imagine would provide scientific rationale um, for this concept. So, they, again, someone who is qualified is going to be able to take this evidence and is potentially going to dig into it. So, I, I believe it's only a matter of time before we've got some closure on this, um, and I'm very interested to see the results. And again. It, how far can people go in terms of de denying, you know, facts? Like if, 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 if it does show to be the case in human studies, are they going to continue to try to fact check, you know, the facts, or are they going to have to concede at some point that they were, that they were incorrect about it? Well, uh, yeah, it's, it's a very bizarre situation. There's a reason that, you know, the FDA was trying to take until what was it? 2097 before they had released all their data because you know at that point it's like well, it's that a couple of generations down the line so they're not going to get in trouble they're not going to burn for it people just look back and in, into the past and say oh those people they were sketchy sketchy people mm -hmm. but yeah they're not going to burn a few for few bad it. apples yeah exactly <laughs> whereas now this data is coming out now um because the judge basically said no you're going to release that data in a reasonable 
time schedule and um you know the stuff that is coming out right now like i i don't know if you guys have seen um the data that's floating around you can see it on a lot of social media people are are posting it but there's what is it eight pages of side effects um and that's like with very minimal spacing on the pages it's like it's a massive massive list um so yeah it's uh it, it uh, people are are starting to 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 see what's actually going on here and yeah i don't know how long they can actually keep up this front of denial be nice I if have we a saw question them. about hmm. it so with that with each shot and each booster does that just can i know nothing about the this topic so does that just keep compounding it elliot like Say that again. Oh, with each shot or each booster, does that just keep compounding this effect on the body? Like it, it can continue to potentially affect your DNA. Like maybe you get lucky the first time and your system passes it out. I mean, I don't know. It's very over my head as far as understanding, but. um, Look, no one understands it. That's the point. No one understands it at this point. Like there's, even the the top level scientists who are not in the vaccine field, you know, who are questioning this, really, it's uncharted territory. No one actually knows. And so I can't, I mean, you would imagine that the more times you take something which can potentially affect your DNA, the more likely you are to get that. So I, I, I would imagine so. What we do know, it seems the evidence is pretty clear that with each booster increases the risk of side effects and death. That's for sure. Um, in same as with the the original vaccines without the boosters, uh, the first vaccine not that much of a response. Second vaccine is where you see the ma- vast majority of um, of cardiovascular events, of severe side effects, uh, particularly in the young people, and and the same seems to be the case for people who are having their boosters. So if that is causing widespread inflammation and all of these kinds of things, I can't see how that wouldn't also increase the risk if it hasn't happened already of this stuff actually docking into your own dna into your into your own genome it's possible maybe it's not i mean i i think anyone who claims to know unless they unless they did the original studies that pfizer did and haven't published then um then then they're, they're lying they're misleading and and this is ultimately the point is that the health organizations and the so-called professionals who guaranteed that this would not happen have just showed themselves to be completely um not only overconfident arrogant in their assumptions but just downright wrong just downright incorrect um and uh, you know there's there's the cautionary principle is that if, if if there's a slight possibility that something could happen probably best not to do it and research it further before you're certain that this is not going to happen or this is extremely unlikely to happen. This was never done. Mm-hmm. None of this was done. It was rushed through. They bodged the whole thing. And it makes you wonder how much of this was actually consciously intended, you know, at least at some level, because um, because it has been a massive failure, at least in the context of um, addressing COVID infection. We see that it's had no effect there, but it's been extremely successful in causing widespread damage to people. Mm. Uh, it's, it's been extremely successful from an economic standpoint for the big pharmaceutical companies who sell that who sell it. It's been extremely, uh, you know, s- successful for the kind of totalitarian government regimes across the world who have been implementing stricter measures, uh, 
based on vaccination status. So one might argue that there's a lot of people who've benefited from this kind of rushing of these kinds of vaccines, you know, and um, it's certainly not the general public, that's for sure. Uh, what is interesting, though, I mean, we're talking about these these people who've who've had the vaccine or who who are, who are basically trying to you know make up excuses and and fact check and and deny the evidence and and say that it's all it's all uh, misinformation. There's another very interesting article, and this is kind of off the topic. Uh, this is by a, a PhD. Not sure what he's got his PhD in. His name's Guy Hatchard. I've not come across him before, but it was published uh, just a couple of days ago on SOT as well. And it's from a website called the Hatchard Report. It's titled, Do the mRNA COVID-19 vaccines degrade higher human functions? What he basically starts the article with is he's explaining that, you know, he does not have the genetic or immunological kind of knowledge to be able to explain how important this new study that we're talking about is you know, what the long-term implications of that are, but he speculates and he starts off by discussing the, you know, this kind of under-acknowledged but solid interaction seemed to be between human consciousness and DNA. And in that changes in DNA can affect human consciousness, can affect brain function, can affect perception. Um, somewhat on a, on a, non-physical level, I, I think. Um, but there seems to be kind of, uh, you know, substantive evidence for this being the case. And he gives some examples. One of those is um, an individual who noticed, uh, what was it, like um, extreme cravings for certain foods after receiving a heart transplant. The heart, it turns out the donor was uh, was very fond of those particular foods. I mean, we I think we've spoken about these kinds of things on the shows before. You've had people who, for instance, um, never had any interest in rock climbing and they gain an organ via organ donation. And all of a sudden they have an extreme passion for, for rock climbing. It turns out that the organ donor was a professional rock climber or something like that. There's all mm -hmm. kinds of evidence to support a very strange interaction between DNA and what we consider consciousness perception, you know, our, our kind of personality. And I don't think that's just on the level of biochemistry. I think that there's some of the kind of maybe informational component there. Anyway, what he does is he speculates, it's very interesting, whether the mRNA vaccines, because of the possibility of affecting uh, DNA expression, of, of incorporating into the human genome, is that in some way affecting human intelligence? Is that affecting the higher cognitive functions, which might allow someone to be able to distinguish truth from falsity, you know, whether to, to, to actually question things or to blindly follow orders and blindly follow authorities, you know, and he's speculating, uh, although there is no direct evidence for this in a scientific study, what we can see population wide worldwide is we have so-called extremely intelligent professionals who all of a sudden uh, have completely lost the ability to seemingly use their brain whatsoever. Um, and this is quite interesting. Uh, anyone have any thoughts on this particular article? Yeah, I thought it was really interesting when he was kind of saying, I think he was quoting a study um, that he said that um, people who have been vaccinated wish violence upon those who haven't 
been vaccinated. I think I don't remember how it was worded. It wasn't like wish violence, but it was something along those lines. Um, versus the people who haven't been vaccinated and they don't wish any ill will on those who have been vaccinated. And I just thought uh, that I, that was kind of sorry. Go ahead, Erica. Do you got it? Oh, there? I was just gonna say I found the quote. Yeah, mm, it said the researchers found that the vaccinated people made stereotypic inferences that unvaccinated individuals are untrustworthy and unintelligent, making the apathy resemble prejudice towards other deviant groups. In the short run, prejudice against the unvaccinated may complicate pandemic management. In the long run, it may mean that societies leave the pandemic more divided than they entered it. And boy, have we seen division, something fierce. I mean, even the, the words, you know, plague rats and uh, stupid and, you know, even uh, the former vice president of the United States wishing death and illness upon Americans during Christmas time if they don't go along with it. So yeah. I could totally see where he's going with that because sometimes when you're speaking with people, they just seem to be vitriol and frothing at the mouth with hatred about a medical choice. And I know I've probably said this many times, but I never thought we'd see this time in our lifetime where your personal sovereignty, individually and rights would be based on your medical choice. It's just crossed all lines of common sense and logic and reason, really. So I could see it, definitely. But he yeah. also went on to note that unvaccinated people do not think less of those who are vaccinated, right? which is very interesting. I wouldn't say that unvaccinated people have no opinion on the vaccinated because you often hear words like yeah. hey, these hear people some, and yeah. dumbass <laughs> being thrown around because they are too stupid to see what was really going on. But uh, I don't think there's this separatist attitude like you can't come over or i'm not going to associate with you because you've been vaccinated from the other side so yeah yeah it's uh, we see i uh, particularly on social media there's some i mean shock frankly shocking videos that go around there was one um which was recently shared a while a while back i don't have a link to it and um and that was of a, a teacher in a school who was caught essentially discussing something with other parents. Um, and there was, I think it was a student or maybe one of the other parents who was kind of over overheard the conversation and started recording. And this particular teacher had said that she wished that, um, she wished that the, I think she wished that the unvaccinated would just drop down and die, you know? Uh, that they don't deserve to be attending the the school to watch their children's performance or something, and that they deserve to die. So, so yeah, there seems to be like a very uh, strong, almost hatred, I think, of some people, at least towards the unvaccinated, if they've received their shot. Uh, in the article, he he kind of concludes and he says. It's certainly the case that evolutionary biologists argue that increased genetic sophistication led to higher human abilities. So can we lose them through genetic experimentation? In other words, if our, if, if our intelligence is intimately linked to our DNA, can it be degraded 
by gene-based vaccines. So vaccines which have an effect on the DNA, probably negative. Does that affect uh, the human body or the, the human's ability uh, or various abilities, cognitive, higher emotional reasoning, perhaps? Um, perhaps some kind of a connection to you know the information field, whatever it is, is it having a non-physical effect essentially, not just to hurt our kind of organs, but is it having an effect on our, our consciousness? I think it's very interesting. Yeah, definitely. Unfortunately, I don't think that we're going to see any studies on that anytime soon. Um, but I think that's probably everything. Uh, as a summary, just to conclude, there's some evidence that the mRNA vaccines may be affecting our DNA. We have no idea what the long-term consequences are, are of that. We don't know if we're passing it down to our children, what the effects that that will have on our children, our grandchildren, and generations to come. Absolutely no evidence whatsoever, no idea. Um, because the, the experiments weren't done when they should have been. So really, it's kind of up to guesswork at the moment, and we'll see if any more research comes out. Anyone who tells you that this isn't the case, it's a good idea probably not to listen to them. <laughs> and, um, and yeah, I think that's, that's, that's about it. But as you, you know, you can guarantee that we'll be following this story, and if anything else comes out, then we'll, uh, we'll do another show on it. Okay, then. Right. Well, we're coming up on our time. Thanks to our listeners. Um, make sure to like and subscribe. Thanks to my co-host. Thanks to Damien. And uh, see you next next week. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.